Hey everybody, thanks for joining us at the Central and Janesville podcast. Please remember to check us out on centraljanesville.com throughout the week. We're excited for wherever God's got you at right now, and we hope this message brings you a little closer. Thanks. Man, do I love our hit song for today. Um, if you don't know you two's with or without you, first of all, um, welcome out from under the rock you've been hiding under. Um, and secondly, make sure you have a listen. Um, you know, I, I love the song because it's so real. I mean, how is it possible that at the same moment, I can both love somebody with all my heart and want to punch them in the face? You can't live with the people we love, can't live without them. Um, you know, 15 years ago, my best friend, John Mitchell, was on staff here at church, and, and John always had these ridiculous ideas for things we should do in church. And one week he decided he wanted to bring in a live donkey, and mostly I think it was just so that he could call it the A-word in church. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the donkey thing was all well and good, except for the fact that he um, took off on vacation right after church and he left me to clean up after the, that thing the next day. And, and let's just say that the, uh, the donkey had left a deposit backstage and it had all dried up. So there I was on my hands and knees, scrubbing the floor and the walls backstage and thinking, thinking things I probably shouldn't actually be thinking in church. Um, and, and though John is still my best friend and I love him, every time I think of this moment, I actually daydream of doing him physical harm. Relationships are weird, aren't they? I mean, they're, they're hard, especially because it's the people that we love the most who often do the most damage. The truth is that if some um, stranger says something that could hurt my feelings, it, it doesn't have even a fraction of the effect that it does if, if somebody I love and respect says it. You know, if you were to ask uh, anybody to make a list of the, the hardest things they've ever gone through in their life, toward the top of the list is most likely going to be a broken relationship. And I talk to people all the time who just got out of broken relationships. And they all say the same thing. They all say, I'm never gonna open myself up to somebody like that again. But guess what? They usually do. And you know why? It's, it's because we were made for relationships. We were made for intimacy. But with intimacy comes the possibility of pain. And so that's what I'd like to talk about today, all kinds of relationships, romantic ones, uh, friendships, parent-child, brother-sister. You can't live with them. You can't live without them. You can't punch them in the face. So what do you do? Um, and so I'd actually just like to look at one verse today that I think gives us a roadmap for healthy relationships. And we're just going to kind of do a deep dive into this one verse. It's actually a, a verse. My, my wife is like a, a decorator. And so she, she, you know, she's really good at it. And, but in our room, she puts all these little things that, you know, sometimes they're scripture, sometimes they're little sayings or whatever. But right above my dresser, she has put this scripture. I think she might be trying um, to get to me. Um, now, this scripture is the scripture we're going to dig into. Here's what it is. It says, be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your 
love. This is the roadmap that we're going to unpack. If you want peace and health in your relationships, here's what it requires. Humility, gentleness, patience, forbearance, and love. And you know, the truth is I could preach a sermon on each one of those things, but we're actually gonna look at them all together today as a pathway to health and peace between you and the people that you love. But, but before we get into all of that, the first thing that I wanna say to you is this. This verse is meant for you, not for them. You know, every time uh, we hear something about relationships, we, we, we wanna learn how we can fix the other person. But the truth is that today, God doesn't wanna work on them. He wants to work on you. I mean, if, if the thought like, boy, I wish so-and-so was here to hear this, or I gotta share this thing with them, I, I think that should be a red flag. This message is meant for you, not for them. And so wherever you are, however you're watching this, I'm gonna ask you to read this aloud together. If you're like on break at work or whatever, just like, you know, mouth it, whisper it. Um, but let's all read it together. Be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And so we're gonna start with humility, which is great because without it, none of the rest of this stuff is even possible. If we can't get past the selfishness that pride inflicts on us, we have got no chance at being gentle and patient and loving. Humility is a, it's a realization of who we really are and how important our, our desires are. And so now, uh, you know, I know, listen, I know it's hard to be humble in a world that tells you lies like this one. You ever hear this? It's good to be selfish sometimes. Have you ever thought that? I have. I mean, you see it all over social media. We call it self-love. You know, pamper yourself. Spend a day at the spa. Spend the day on the golf course. Take care of you. It feels right, doesn't it? I mean, do you, do you ever feel like people in your life are sucking you dry? Like you, you get home and everybody wants something from you. Help me with my homework, M make dinner, um, listen to me talk about, about my day. Um, and, and truthfully, you've already walked in, you're already wiped out. Do you, do you ever get that phone call from that person that you actually love and you just let it go to voicemail because it's just gonna drain you more than you already are drained? Those are the moments that it seems like being selfish can be the right thing. But, but let's take a second and read what Paul says about selfishness. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, consider others more important than yourselves. I wonder how much, how much should we do out of selfishness? I mean, Paul says, nothing. Nothing? I mean, that, that kind of doesn't really seem possible. Also, I, I gotta be honest, I like doing the stuff that I like doing. I love being on my kayak. I like playing video games. I love hiking and biking. Am I, am I never supposed to do the things that I like? Well, of course, that's dumb. Of course not. Humility isn't about just always being the one who lets everybody walk all over you. 
Here's the truth. Humility is about having the wisdom to know when you're needed by somebody else and being willing to be there for them, even if and when it's not easy, even if and when it costs you something. something. And so uh, it's step one to having healthy relationships, humility. Okay, let's go back to our roadmap. And again, let's read it aloud together. I'm hoping maybe you'll start to memorize this thing. Let's do it together. Be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And so after humility comes gentleness, and I gotta be honest with you, I don't like to talk about this one. And I don't like to talk about it because I might just be the least gentle person you've ever met. You know, I was over at my niece Jody's house um, over the 4th, and um, and I was uh, just messing around with my great niece, um, who's eight years old, and you know, it was... It was super hot and we were, we were kind of wrestling around and, um, and I had like a bottle of cold water and I decided to, you know, just like pour a couple of drops of cold water on her and I thought it would be funny and I thought it would be fun and we were having fun, but I gotta be honest, the mood turned on a dime. She really, uh, she really got her feelings hurt. And, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I wish that I could say that I, um, I saw what was happening and, and I handled it really well, but honestly, I didn't because I struggle with gentleness. I mean, what I should have done was apologize for embarrassing her, but instead I did sort of the man thing and um, you know, I told her to get over it. We were having fun and it was only just a couple of drops of water. Well, um, she didn't agree. Um, she went inside and she was really upset and, you know, there's a bunch of people outside and, um, and I said something to everybody else about like, you know, hey, it was, it was rarely a day that went by when my kids were that age that I didn't make them, at, at least one of them, cry. And one of the other guys who was sitting around the table said, I'm not sure that's something to be proud of. And he was right. I, I don't know if I was trying to cover for something, if I was embarrassed, but he was right. It's one of my regrets as a parent. You know, I got two fantastic daughters and um, man, we have fun together. We just, we just last night um, went to the, the um, Deer District for the, where the Bucks game was and us, we and 70,000 of our friends um, just had a blast. I mean, the, we've had, we had a lot of fun together even when they were young, but, but was there also a lot of hurt feelings? Because I wasn't gentle enough with my girls, you bet there was. I mean, what, what is it in some of us, me included, that, that thinks it's more important to be funny than it is to treat somebody with respect? What is it in us that thinks it's more important to make our point politically than it is to just be gentle with people who disagree with us? Have you ever, have you ever had this thought? Um, you know, people, people get their feelings hurt way too easily. They really need to toughen up and stop being snowflakes. Well, first of all, um, I hate the way snowflake has been used lately. And you know why? Because everybody's a snowflake about something. Everybody gets their feelings hurt about the stuff that matters to them. But, but the truth is we use that word for a reason. 
We say people need to toughen up for a reason. And the reason is it's a lie that we choose to believe because it pushes the blame onto somebody else for my inability to control my need to be funny or right. Gentleness is, is just another form of humility putting other people before me. I'm going to say something here that might tick somebody off, but I believe this to be true. My right to free speech is protected by the Constitution, and I am so glad that it is. But it is not protected by the Bible. If you're a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus, we don't have the right to free speech because, because Jesus cares more about people's hearts than he does about who's right or who's funny. And that's why gentleness is the second step on this roadmap to peace. And so let's go back to it. Let's look at it again. Read it aloud with me. Be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. So patience is the third stop on our roadmap to relational peace. But, but I think it's easier to be patient with somebody who isn't close to you because their screw-ups don't affect you as much. I mean, when somebody we love has a flaw, it, it starts to grind on our last nerve. It's hard to be patient when it's something that affects us. Maybe your husband chews with his mouth open. It's disgusting. You've asked him to stop, but he just can't or won't. Maybe it's your best friend who is always 30 minutes late, always. And so we want to call them on it, tell them to knock it off, because deep down we believe that if I don't call them on it, they'll never learn. And it makes sense, except that it rarely works. People learn and grow at their own pace, in their own way. It's rarely because somebody else hounds them about it until they feel so guilty that they change their behavior. Most of the time, doing that just makes them feel defeated, which is the worst way to get somebody to change. Plus, let's be honest. My impatience with others is a signal that I am not aware of how patient God and others are with me. Because the more aware I get of God's patience with me, the less impatient I am with the people that I love. So if you find yourself struggling with being impatient, maybe it's time that you take a moment and just remind yourself how patient God has been with you. Remind yourself of all the things he shouldn't have been patient about. Remind yourself of how the people you love are patient with you. You've got faults. I have faults. Just a reminder can help us be a little more patient with others. And so, we got, we've done our first three. We have humility, we got gentleness, we got patience. Let's see where the roadmap leads us next. Let's, let's read it aloud together. Be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. 
making allowance for each other's faults. We've been sort of dancing around this with gentleness and patience, but this, this hits it right on the head. The church word for this is forbearance. It's, it is the Jesus response to the thought that we've all had. And it goes like this. I have every right to be hurt, angry, and bitter. And listen, there's a lot of instances this is probably very true. People do terrible things, things that should never be forgiven. And the rules of our world say that if somebody treats you terribly, you have every right to be all of those things, hurt, angry, bitter. But if we're following Jesus, we don't just live in this world. We're actually supposed to live with one foot in this world and one foot in the kingdom of God. And the rules of the kingdom are different. Because when it comes to people hurting others, the kingdom of God is more interested in peace than it is in justice. That might be a hard thing to hear because when we've, when we've been wronged, I mean, when somebody's done something bad, we want justice. Maybe, maybe they didn't even do something bad to us. Maybe it's something they did to somebody else that we love. We want justice. We want somebody to pay for what they did. We want them to suffer. Maybe, maybe not die, but at least suffer a little bit. There is an emotional payoff for wanting people to be put in their place when they've done something that we think is wrong. Well, we, we actually want that for people we don't like. We, we really don't want that for us, do we? Make them pay, but forgive me. Here's the hard truth. If you are always looking for justice, you will never find relational peace. I believe that somebody needs to hear that today. If you're always looking for justice, if you're looking for people to pay for what they did, for the people you love to get what they have coming to them, you will never find relational peace. Maybe you keep wondering why you're always mad at somebody. You know, you feel like the world is so screwed up and you just, you just wish people would get what they have coming to them. But also at the same time, you're sick of the drama of it all. I believe what you need to hear is this. Stop looking for justice and learn to let go of other people's screw-ups. That is forbearance. And so we've got four coming to our last part. Let's read it together. Be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Love. Notice that love is the only one of these things that comes after the because. because. It's the why of all of it. It's the, it's the motivation behind humility and gentleness and patience and forbearance. Love. I mean, the truth is we could talk for months about love and still never scratch the surface. But it's the reason we would want to show the rest of those things to the people in our lives. Sure, sure we do it because it brings us relational peace. I, I think that's helpful. But even more importantly, we show patience because we love our spouse. 
We're gentle with our kids because we love them. We try to be humble around our friends because we love them. We put up with the stupid stuff that the people we love do because we love them. And here's the best part of all of it. It's not up to us to become more loving. First John 4 tells us that love comes from God. It's not up to me. It's not up to me to work harder at being more loving because I, I got to tell you, it can't come from me. And thank God that it doesn't come from me. It comes from God. As a matter of fact, um, the truth is none of these things are up to me. I, I want to see um, if you can recognize any of these things that we've been talking about, these, these, these things uh, on our roadmap, as part of what we call the fruit of the Spirit that we find in Galatians chapter 5. Here's how it goes. It says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You recognize any of this? Yeah, our roadmap to relational peace is taken directly from the list of things that come from the Spirit, and that's the good news. The message today isn't to try harder at being humble and gentle and patient and loving, because guess what? If you could, you already would have. It's frustrating because we want to be all of those things for the people that we love, but trying harder just doesn't get us there. That's the good news of the fruit of the Spirit. It's our job to submit ourselves to God. It is His job to bring this fruit out in our lives. And so the message isn't just to try harder. It's to submit more. The more you align your life with the life of Jesus, the more humility will be evident in your life. The more time you spend in the word, the gentler you will become. The more time you spend in prayer and meditation, the more patient you will be. The more you understand and appreciate the God who loves you, the God who is love, the more love will be the reason behind everything that you do. It's the beauty of the gospel. You know, the story that Jesus came to earth, lived a perfect life, died a sinner's death, raised from the dead, and is alive and at work in our lives today. He, he is the one who's doing the work in our lives today. The gospel isn't just something that happened. It is happening to us right here, right now. All we have to do is submit. And so do you want relational peace? Don't look to change somebody else. Don't just try harder to be what you think you should be. The roadmap to relational peace is simple. Submit. He takes care of the rest. He is the one who works this verse out in you. Thanks again for joining us on the Central and Janesville podcast. Remember to check us out at centraljanesville.com. Have a great week.